Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it. If you can, leave us a review. It really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out. Definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters. What's up, everybody? Jumping into another episode of the Life of a Fighter podcast. Before we jump into today's episode, this podcast and every episode for the Life of a Fighter is brought to you by our website and our shop. You can go to lifeofafighter.com. And then you can also check out our shop. We have all of our great products, services, ebooks, our kudos program, app program, pro coach program, all of the awesome stuff that we're constantly working on. And that, you know, I think it's just going to be the best for you guys, whether it's supplements, services, training, whatever products or services, um, we're going to have it up there. And it's really just been kind of tested and um, something that I think that's going to add value to your life. So without further ado, let's jump on into today's podcast. And what I wanted to do was I was really excited because at the outpatient program that I work out, we have the fortunate players of all these medical professionals in one building under one roof. So when we do our uh, wellness and balance class every day, I try and bring in one of the medical providers or one of the specialists in the building for the topic each week if we have someone that's a specialist or has that knowledge base for that specialty. And this week we were talking about heart health and we had uh, our doctor, Dr. Chris, uh, come in and give us a little talk about it. And our CODA was actually um, awesome enough to not only record it audio, but to take notes on it. So I wanted to kind of use some of the notes and some of the valuable takeaways. And even though specifically a, a lot of what we were talking about and questions were geared towards the geriatric population, because that's the population of the class that um, I work with, but... I thought that just the knowledge in general, that some of the takeaways were valuable for everybody. Even if you know, you're know you in your teens and 20s all the way up to 60s, 70s, 80s and everyone in between. Just because the value of what the heart does, how it operates and the potential failures that it can face are good to know now so that we can make intelligent decisions with our lifestyle, with our nutrition, with our training, exercise, stress management, sleep and all the variables in between. Um, so... First thing is that there's different types of heart failure. You know, a lot of times, you know, you'll hear, oh, well, they had a heart condition or, or, or heart failure, but there's different types. And um, the classic type of heart failure is when the heart no longer contracts hard enough. This is usually due to people having a heart attack where they have lost muscle. So there are parts of the heart that just don't work anymore because part of that heart has died. So if the heart is pumping and again, one of those muscles fails or just isn't working because of whatever condition or issue, whether it's a uh, neurological, whether it's a musculature or some kind of relationship between the two, it's going to fail. And then another point that I thought was really interesting that I haven't heard in a while or really anyone talk about um, that I think is valuable to kind of know, and I thought Dr. Chris brought up a great point, is the idea of ejection fraction and to know what that means, but more importantly, the concept behind it. 
And dejection fraction is referring to the amount or percentage of blood that is pumped or ejected out of the ventricles with each contraction, hence the name ejection fraction. It's the amount or the fraction that the heart is ejecting out. So the actual volume of blood that's going out of the heart every single pump. So we hear, you know, heart rate and blood pressure and all those things. This is another valuable number that medical providers can use to see how healthy the heart is operating. So normal is about 45 to 50% ejection fraction. So meaning that 45 to 50% of the blood is going to be going out at each pump. So if there's about a thousand cc's of blood in the heart itself and it contracts, 45% would be about 450 cc's. So again, 45% of 1,000 cc's, 40, 450 cc's. So someone that has an injection fraction of only 20% may only be actually putting out 200 cc's, which is half of normal or around half of what a normal expectation would be for that 1,000 cc's of blood. Now, the reason that's important to know is that once you get that analyzed, a doctor can look at that and say, okay, obviously there's an issue here, whether um, medication is appropriate or another course of action, we now can have a plan. Again, just the more information, the more we can create a plan, have data to assess and compare and, and make that again plan, which I thought was really interesting to hear Dr. Chris talk about. Um, the most common type of heart failure where the heart muscle is damaged so that when the heart contracts, there is part of the muscle that doesn't contract. That's another kind of um, topic that he was talking about that brought up that the body has ways to get around this. So one of the ways that it does get around it is by making the heart itself bigger. So think of the heart just like any other muscle. It's, it's a muscle, so if it gets bigger, it's going to be stronger, it can contract more. So even if the ejection fraction is still 20%, if the heart was holding 1,000 cc's, it's putting out 200 cc's. If we can now double the size of the heart to go to 2,000 cc's and it's still having a 20% ejection fraction, now at least it's going to have 400 cc's of blood pumping out, which may be the necessary amount. Again, when we look at a normal amount for a heart, which at about 1,000 cc's would be 450 cc's or almost at that number by enlarging the heart double in size um this is the way a body can again try to compensate for heart muscle um failure or not pumping well enough this is called dilated cardiomyopathy um again that that's the idea of the heart actually growing in size so dilated cardiomyopathy um every time you have a heart attack you lose more of your heart muscle so for those that have had a heart attack or worried about heart attack or have to consider genetic um variables like your family having a history of heart conditions or heart attacks, this is important for you because as your heart has to compensate, it comes at a potential cost. Even though, again, the body is really adaptive, there's always a cost to doing these things. Um, so it's just something to kind of keep in mind, which I thought was interesting that he brought up. And then there's valvular heart disease. If the heart valves don't close all the way and the blood flows the wrong direction when the heart relaxes, then it might push 4,000, or I'm sorry, 400 cc's out. So it has about a 40% ejection fraction. But if 100 cc's comes back in because the valve's not working, that's a dangerous kind of condition 
and, and thing that's going to be uh, obviously impactful. But that's um, another kind of disease. Then there's also kidney disease that can have an impact on the heart. Your heart might be fine, but your kidneys may not be working properly. So you accumulate too much just fluid in your body in general, whether it's edema or things related to that. That is a type of heart failure, but the heart is still pumping normally. The real problem is the kidneys. And that doesn't mean that everyone with edema has kidney issues per se or heart condition related to that, but that can be one sign or indication of this type of disease. Um, Also, lung disease. There's hypertensive heart disease, and there's also other heart muscular related diseases um, that alcohol can have a damage on that and, and all these other variables that kind of come into play. Um, and then it was cool because we also had a kind of Q&A part. And again, a lot of the questions were related to specifically looking at kind of more of the geriatric population. Um but I thought that just looking at even edema and understanding that edema can be an influence with heart conditions, but also can have other causes as well. Um, and yeah, guys, that was, I, I just really kind of thought it was interesting, the breakdown into the heart that we don't necessarily always think about or talk about. And then the other thing that I thought was interesting, Dr. Chris was sharing kind of a personal story about his grandfather that lived to about 105 and was speaking to the idea that he had about, you know, um, a drink every single day, about three or four ounces of red wine or about a serving of whiskey, which I believe is, you know, an ounce and a half or two ounces, um, but basically saying he had about a serving of either wine or whiskey, or maybe it was bourbon. Yeah, Kentucky bourbon. I think that sounds right. I think we have that in the notes too. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, Kentucky bourbon. Um, so yeah, so and, and just the idea that, you know, there's variables in a lifestyle that again can be beneficial even if it's alcohol but again keeping that in context and the thought process of again it doesn't become um a a dangerous habit where you're now going to start to increase the serving and increase the portions to continuously get an effect you kind of have that baseline whether it's you know when we look at red wine a lot of times people are talking about resveratrol um when you're talking about alcohol in general you're talking about the potential impact it can have on um blood vessels and some, some kind of things there, um, or just the psychological boost and benefit. But another kind of common denominator was that Dr. Chris's grandfather walked at least twice a day, um, after two big meals that he had stayed active physically by walking, but also by socializing and staying kind of mentally active too, which seems to be a big kind of role when you look at those that are at a hundred years or older, they have certain common denominators. And that tends to be one of them, that social interaction, which I think is huge as well. Um, and yeah, I, I, it's pretty much it for our notes. I hope you guys enjoyed that, found that valuable. And if you have more questions, feel free to reach out, um, especially if you have heart conditions or any kind of concerns related to that. Obviously, I'm not going to be the one that's going to address that, but I'm more than happy to find the right um, health professionals that we have either in our network or that fit in your network that are going to be the right fit for you, that are going to help you out and kind of get you towards your goals and take care of your health. And yeah, y'all, enjoy. Peace. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our 
programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between. Dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it, y'all. See you on the next one.